Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. So on this week's episode, we are getting into some stories about neighbors, neighbors from hell. Michelle (laughs) has a few stories that I'm excited to listen to. I might have a few mentions, but nothing too crazy, thankfully. And then we also have some listener stories that we're going to read. Yes. And I peeked at some of them and I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) I cannot wait. Oh, it's so good. But let's catch up real quick. So... Since last week, Halloween has happened. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything fun? RIP Halloween. It's coming back. It'll be back. It'll be back. Um. So what did we do Halloween? We did a lot of stuff. Halloween weekend. It was just like one big celebration. We tried to carve pumpkins, but apparently everyone throws out their pumpkins by then because I think they're all moldy and like mushy uh-huh. and stuff, but we could not find any pumpkins at all. Joe went to like three different places and he comes back with those little like compact pumpkins. Oh, I'm like, I don't think you can carve those. (laughs) Like, I don't even think they're hollow. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh yeah, maybe we can paint them. Um, but we also did one of those like gingerbread houses where you can make it look spooky. We watched a few scary movies. We checked out old. M. Night's newest movie, I guess a lot mm-hmm. of people did not like it, but I actually really enjoyed it. It made me realize life is really short, although I anticipate like growing old all the time. So yeah. if you're like scared of life and getting older, watch out because it'll make you, it'll freak you out a little bit more. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. And then we also watched Night House, which I highly, highly recommend if you get a chance to watch it. It is so good. It's kind of along the lines of Gothica with Halle Berry. Not so much the story, but just where you see it as you perceive it as something happening, but then it's really not that, or there's just so many ways to dive in and pick it apart and what it means. It's such a good movie. Oh, I love that. You would really like it, Michelle. There were a yeah. lot of times when I was like jumping in the dark because I was scared. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. And then, other than that, we just went downtown here in Salem to walk around in our costumes. We hung out with a few friends had some drinks, listened to some live music, and just took in all the spookiness. How was it downtown? Was it like crazy, crazy busy? It was crazy, crazy busy. It was insane. It was projected that it was going to be raining all like night. And when we actually like went out, we went out and got more candy because I was like, this is the most beautiful Halloween night that I've recalled in like years and years Mm -hmm. yeah the weather was so nice but yeah they said I mean I feel like every year is record-breaking with numbers here in Salem Mm -hmm. so it's never a surprise when they're like record-breaking but they said it was (laughs) record-breaking so just a lot of a lot of people and I got some messages from just everyone who has come to Salem and they're like it was so busy I did not like it like I couldn't even do anything and yeah yeah, you can't. It's literally like you're just standing in lines. Like I, I don't know. Say if I didn't live in Salem. Well, I like people watching and literally I'm fine with just walking around. And if you're not waiting in lines, you're just being shuffled through crowds. Like you can't even like stop to like look at people a lot of times because you're just in like a moving mass of people. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. But 
how was your Halloween? Did you guys get a lot of kids trick-or-treating? We did. It was like super low key. So we got up. Um, I think we did some errands. And while we were out, it's like, we really need to pick up more candy because I bought candy, assuming that it was going to be raining all night. So I thought we would get less. Uh, then Jake set up like a tent outside and our chairs and pumpkins and stuff. But there was, <laughs> there was like two older women, not like older, older, maybe like in their sixties that they, it felt like they were just like walking around on Halloween night. Cause they didn't have any kids with them or anything, Aww. but I thought that maybe they thought they would just go for like a little jaunt. Um, but anyway, so me and Jake were just talking. There's like nobody coming down the street at that point. And we were facing each other. And then when I heard somebody coming, like I turned to them, assuming it was kids. And one of the ladies literally like jumped out of her skin. I was like, oh my God, I thought you guys were dummies. And I was like, what? (laughs) And she was like, I thought you guys were like animatronic like figures. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like with animatronics, it's like very robotic or anything. I was like, what? (laughs) Were you guys dressed up at all? I had like a little mask thing and I was just wearing all black. Mm -hmm. And then Jake, had a cape on so really not anything yeah and then we met it was nice because we did meet a lot of our neighbors and stuff like that and we have a new neighbor that just moved in at that house down the street that I think you mentioned before and it was funny because they were walking by and they're just like oh like how'd you guys come up here and yada 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 and we said like we went to Montserrat and we met there uh, because the guy said he was from Beverly and he was like oh yeah I had a friend that went to Montserrat but they passed away Uh, they're dead now. And we were just like, Oh, I'm sorry, or whatever. And then the wife noticed him talking to us. I was just like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm just talking about how Jean is dead. And she was just like, Gary, shut the fuck up. And they just like kept walking. I feel like she was like, you don't talk to your neighbors about like dead people like that, you knew or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, just like, talk to us. Yeah. You're like, it's fine. Oh, that was I don't want to say sweet, but he's just like, yeah, I had a friend who went there too, but he's dead now. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, well, also mind you, me and Jake took gummies. So we were like a little high or whatever. And we just stared at him blankly when he said that, because I was waiting for him to say like the name of the person. Cause we do unfortunately know two people that passed away. That's what I year. was waiting for. I thought yeah. you were going to say it was the person that you knew. I was like, that oh. I knew. So like, we were just like staring at him, like waiting for him to continue and be like the name. And so I think the wife was just like, they're obviously like, so weirded out by you right now. Like, let's keep walking with our three kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, oh girl, it's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that vibe where you're just like, yeah, I know people that died. <laughs> just yep. like, okay. Just get right to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what kind of candy um, did you guys pass out we had Reese's Kit Kats Snickers um Sour Patch Kids and Twizzlers all the good stuff yum that was good I a lot of Sour Patch Kids I know I've, I've always been like a super chocolate person but lately I'm just I think because I've been taking the friggin' weed gummies and I just want more gummies like I don't want the weed aspects of it I just want to eat gummies after I eat like a little nibble of it having Sour Patch Kids in my house has been an issue (laughs) okay well don't take a gummy multivitamin because you'll just eat them just because that's what I do it's It's like two per day and I'm like six will be fine (laughs) they taste good (laughs) I used to do the same exact thing with um cranberry jelly beans Mm -hmm. they were for it was like if you thought you might have a UTI or not but it was just 
cranberry extract jelly beans and I would just eat them normally. Oh. It's, I don't know. I feel like that's fine. I'm sure it is. There's right? probably not really anything much in it when like with things like that, you know, like the vitamins. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys had a good Halloween. I'm glad you did too. Yeah. It sounds like fun. It was so beautiful out. That was like the nice part about it. Yeah, it was good. But then this morning I look out the window and there's frost on everyone's cars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. I'm also seeing people post on social media about like seasonal depression kicking in. And I'm like, not me. My seasonal depression kicks in when spring and summer come. But I'm like, time to keep shining, guys. <laughs> like, sorry for anyone who hates winter and gets depressed, but do you have like um a decent winter in Wichita? I mean, yes and no. And I say that because it gets really cold there. We get a lot of snow, but oh, the snow, it snows a lot, but it doesn't hang around like it does okay. here. Like it'll stop or maybe it's just not as cold on that snow day. They're always prepared for it when it snows. Whereas here, I don't know if it's not that you guys aren't prepared for it. You just, it snows a lot up here and it's yeah. like mountains and mountains of snow just out in the fucking front yard. Yes and no. <laughs> oh my God. I wish you were here. I think it was like 2000. 10 or 11 it literally we had the biggest winter snowstorms every single Wednesday from January until March and the piles of snow were about 10 feet high and there was just trenches of sidewalks and oh my gosh it was insanity wow like you would have when I was like leaving my driveway to go to work I would have to completely be across the street to make a turn into the street you know what I mean like just to get around all these friggin walls of snow first year that I moved here I was like oh the winter is not bad at all because that's what I heard and I feel like the year before that here it snowed a lot and it just was like awful yeah so I'm like oh I survived like this is doable it's fine I'm not gonna like hate winter here and everyone was like no bitch that was like the most mild winter we've ever had and I'm like oh shit no oh no oh no like oh god (laughs) I say this every year now because I feel like we're really in for a big one we haven't had a really bad winter in in I would say like over five years at this point. I think since I work from home, like I do appreciate snow because I'm like, I don't have to really get out into it. Mm. But if I had to drive somewhere every day, I don't think I would like it as much. No. Especially here in fucking Massachusetts because you guys can't drive worth shit. Can you imagine? (laughs) Michelle, I don't know if I'm ever coming over during winter if there's like snow on the roads. No, we'll just Zoom. I was just going to say, I feel like every single week you mentioned driving in Massachusetts. (laughs) I was really doing a good job, but then October came and like everything was thrown Uh, out the window. My confidence, my like patience with it. I was like, nope. Well, I still have a theory that you're actually in Wichita, Kansas. (laughs) You have like a fake background. So I think you're at home. Oh my gosh. And then you're just waiting to build up the confidence to be like, Michelle, I got to tell you, I moved back to Wichita in September. Oh, geez. Well, I'll tell you that I have not moved back to Wichita yet because I rearranged my office again and I actually like it this time. And I okay. did I did it like in a day. Who is this person? That's what I said. Like bring on the seasonal depression for you guys, because like I said, I'm thriving. Living my best life now. Living my best life. 
I love it. I wanted to kind of touch on a murder case that happened recently because it kind of remind. well, I was listening to another podcast. I was watching a podcast on YouTube. The amount of crimes that are committed where it's the husband killing the wife or the girlfriend when they try to like get out of the relationship, like it's just crazy. There was one that I heard that this guy, his wife wanted a divorce and they're not really covering out at all, like except for TikTok. So maybe if you're on TikTok, you heard about it. Um, I don't know the names. I'm just going to touch base on this one real quick. But the wife wanted a divorce. So the husband got really mad. She ends up kicking him out, I think. And he installs like um, a spy app on their iPads that the kids use so he could record and listen whenever he wanted to. Oh my God. There was a, she had a friend who was a man over, I don't know if it was like someone she was having a relationship with or just a guy friend, but her husband was listening to them talk. He all of a sudden busts in the house, shoots her and the guy that was there with her all because like she wanted a divorce. Like you, it's just so gross. Cause I, th- that type of possession over another human being is mm-hmm. so bonkers to me that like, you think that that's your per like you're shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like so upset. Cause it's like, go live another life. Like you don't, what is this? It happens know. all the time. And it seems yeah. I don't understand why that happens all the time. Why you think that this person can't leave you? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like let me kill someone. I mean, obviously their life's gone. Like it's gone. Let me also risk what I have. And they had kids too. Let me risk Mm -hmm. whatever my kids have to offer in this lifetime all because I want to kill my spouse that wants to leave me. Yeah. Yep. Because they're mine. They're my possession. Yeah, it makes no sense. But this one was strange, I felt like, especially with the Gabby Petito case. Going to skim over this one. This is just from the New York Post. Husband admits killing missing New Hampshire wife inside bus. So the husband of a missing New Hampshire woman confessed to killing his wife inside a small bus converted into a living space. Joseph Ferlazzo, 41, told investigators Tuesday he killed his wife, Emily, who was 22, early Saturday inside the bus they had lived in. They also traveled to Bolton late last week. The cops later recovered a body believed to be his wife inside the vehicle, which was seized earlier in the day. He was ordered, held without bail, and is set to be arraigned on a first-degree murder charge Wednesday morning, state police said. A medical examiner will perform an autopsy to confirm how Emily died. So the state troopers found Joseph at a convenience store and agreed to speak with investigators. He came back home without her and told the police that they got in a fight and she just walked away. Like she left and he didn't, he didn't know where she was at. And then they found a body. And then they found her body. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's illusion of like, I can just go back to living my life after this is is so insane like michelle asks all the time what's the end game what's the plan like yeah. what are you thinking it's like you might as well just kill yourself after that because you're not getting back to a regular life and everyone that's ever known you fucking hates you now mm-hmm. what was so so horrible about this person that that was your only option yeah. nothing 
literally nothing unless it's like absolutely self-defense there's literally no reason to kill somebody else no matter how emotional you are you stupid little bitch boy of course as time passes by they'll release more details about everything I didn't even tell you which like now like remove all my Halloween bullshit that is nothing uh there was on on Monday I went to my PT and I was like waiting in the waiting room and a woman like went up and she was like checking in for the first time and the receptionist was like oh my God, you're from Salisbury. Do you like, have you heard what's like going on? And she was like, yeah, it's crazy or whatever. And they were like talking to each other. And I just like, let it go and didn't think too much about it. But then when I got home later, I'm in like the Salisbury talks, Facebook group, like the community page. And I guess the week prior, the CVS in Salisbury had been robbed. And then that day on Monday, a bank in York, Maine was robbed. And there was like a high speed chase happening through Salisbury. Um, and they knew it was connected. It was like the same guy that did both robberies. And so there's like videos all on the community page of like this fucking white van and like nine cop cars going like 80 miles an hour down like residential oh, streets and shit. And it was like insane. And then eventually like the cops just called it off because it was getting way too dangerous. Shortly after they cut it off, like a, a truck was taking a right hand turn and he just like T-boned this truck. Whoa. And immediately got out of the van and just started fucking hightailing it and they like lost track of him what yes so also this town is literally the the town over from my town and you know the cops were just saying like everyone lock your like doors and stuff because it's it's one thing when they're like lock your doors because just do that for safety but when there's literally somebody on the loose on foot in your town that's trying their hardest to escape law enforcement like obviously he'll come into somebody's house yeah and like uh what is it home invade or whatever and so I was just like looking around my house at that point we were sitting on the couch and all the doors are open I was like Jake go like lock the doors and he's like Michelle no one's coming into our house I'm like I how many times on this podcast alone do I say lock your fucking doors don't be as safe as possible why even risk it yeah like why and he and so I got up and locked up all the doors and the windows and stuff um but no they finally and he was like on the loose for two or three days they finally got him yesterday in Peabody in Peabody yeah how did they catch him so they had like helicopters and dogs and everything that day that night like trying to search for him and everybody on the Salisbury community page where I got most of my information from uh they were all like he obviously had somebody pick him up because they immediately lost the scent and there's no way he could have gotten that far on foot. Um, so they got him at the Motel 6 in Peabody. Whoa. He was hiding out. He's like 34. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you said he got caught because I'm just looking like out of your windows and I'm like, okay, you have that little creek behind you. Yeah. If I see a man running up to your window, I will die. <laughs> well, yeah, same. And like, I was a little bit like nervous for the last few days until he got caught because I was like oh this is creepy and I I think I already told you this but like I get nervous for people to see me on my crutches and stuff because I feel like I look like an easy target to somebody maybe just driving by scoping things out like I'll bash you to death with these goddamn crutches oh yeah you should have like little spikes that come out of your crutches (laughs) that turn into a weapon I'll invent it (laughs) all right should we get into the neighbors from hell let me know your your neighbor story Mm, this is so fun um okay so truly 
only one of these is a neighbor from hell, but this all happened at the same apartment that we had last before we moved here. Um, so it was a multifamily house. There was five apartments in it. And me and Jake were definitely the youngest and the only like couple, all the other apartments were just like single people in it. Our upstairs neighbor, Bob was just odd. And if you're listening and you live in Salem, you've probably seen Bob uh, because he used to ride a motorized unicycle. It was almost like a Segway without the handlebar. It was just like one wheel on a thing. It was like um, a hoverboard almost but he invented it himself. What? Yeah. He was like super, super smart. Wow. At first I thought you were going to say if you're Bob and if you're listening to this, (laughs) Bob wouldn't be listening. (laughs) Um, but I would hear people talk about him being like, Oh, I just saw like a guy friggin' on one wheel, just scootering around. I was like, Oh, that's my neighbor, Bob. So that's Bob. Um, he was just interesting and kind of an oddball. Then there was our neighbor, Phyllis, who lived on the same floor as us. It was set up where there was two apartments on like the basement first floor, two apartments on the second floor. And then the attic apartment is where Bob lived. On our second floor, it was us and Phyllis. Phyllis was like 70 and super more so like a 90 year old than a 70 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we would like shovel out her car, do stuff like that. Our neighbor downstairs, who was like our only friend in the building, Nicole would like go and grab prescriptions for her and stuff, but she still would drive. And also if you're listening and you're from Salem, you might remember Phyllis because Phyllis (laughs) used to drive down Jefferson Ave where we used to live going 10 miles an hour. And every single day around dinner time, as we're like sitting at the kitchen table, we would look out, we had like a big picture like bay that overlooked the street and we would see phyllis turning into the driveway and there would be a line of about 100 cars behind her just screaming fuck you out the window after she turned in being like fuck you like go fuck yourself and i'm not even kidding you at least four times a car would pull into our driveway after her and so jake would go outside because Three out of the four times, it was just like some roided out douchebag that just wanted to fight somebody over like road rage, like literally would follow her up the driveway to like confront her for driving 10 miles an hour down the street and holding them up, I guess. And so Jake would like go out and just make sure it was copacetic. Usually, well, no, all three times when they realized it was a 70 year old woman getting out of the car, they like left. Thank God. But there was a fourth time where a car followed her into the driveway and Jake went out there as usual to be like, she's old, like chill out. Mm -hmm. And the guy was like, I already called the cops. Like the cops are on their way here. I was right behind her down Jefferson and Jefferson's like a really long street. And I guess she was just sideswiping every single car on the right hand side with her car. And the guy called the cops immediately. She fucking hit every single car on the right-hand side. When the cops get to our apartment, Phyllis is wearing two sets of eyeglasses because she she says that the prescription on one of them isn't strong enough. So she needs to wear two at night so that she can see better. Oh, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. And I mean, to be honest, we would constantly see her car just more and more banged up, new scratches, (laughs) windows completely gone. Like Nicole downstairs would always tell her like, 
listen, I understand you want to drive around at, during the day, but if you need to go somewhere at night, just let me know. I'll go grab stuff for you. Like you shouldn't be driving at night. Whoa. Everyone, like it was insane. And then also with Phyllis, this was what actually got her to go to an assisted living home. Cause she was like on the government list or, you know, the government funded one, mm-hmm. Jake and Nicole, I never saw her, but a few times she had rickety wooden steps that went up to her apartment a few times, like Nicole and Jake just found her laid out, like fallen, like trying what? to get up the steps to her apartment. Yeah. Oh my God. And so they would help her up and help her into her apartment. Like we told the landlord a few times, like, can you write a letter to somewhere and like try to get her up on the list? Like, obviously this is not an accessible apartment for her. And then this is what finally got her into this apartment. So Jake and Nicole actually pull into the driveway at the same time after work. And they see that Phyllis is fallen in her little stairway area, like her porch. And so they're like, Phyllis, like, are you okay or whatever? And she's like, no, I just fell. Like, I'm not okay. And they could tell that she, they can smell like alcohol. So she's like a little drunk. And so they, they both go to pick her up. They both each have like an armpit. And Jake says that when they picked her up, her ankle, which was underneath her, completely swung off of its hinges (laughs) and was like completely detached from her leg and cut open. So it was just loose and holding on by a little bit of skin. Ew. So pretty much like my foot. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and so Jake was just like, Nicole, 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 we need to put her down. We need to put her down. Like her foot isn't on her leg. Um, and Nicole's like, what? And he's like, look down. And then she, Nicole almost threw up. And so oh, no. they, they lay her back down with like her feet sticking out. They both literally take a walk because they seriously thought they were going to throw up. Like they both got super lightheaded. And so they call an ambulance. The ambulance comes and they're like, is this Phyllis? Uh, Phyllis, whatever. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, we literally picked her up at like the Legion Hall earlier today and brought her to the hospital. And she's here now and they're like yeah I guess she just got home or whatever and they're like oh that's so crazy like so I guess earlier that day she had been drinking at like the legion hall something happened she got taken to the hospital by the ambulance then got released before she was either completely sober somehow she drank by the time she got home and the same ambulance guys were coming to pick her up again what Wait, how did she get where I wonder what the place was that she got released to like after she leaves the hospital the first time after being drunk apparently from the legion like where did she go yeah so I yeah I don't know if she was still drunk and they didn't realize it and they released her I'm sure she got like a my ride or something like that to get back home I don't know if she like made the taxi or whatever stop so she could get more alcohol I don't know what happened but so the EMTs come Jake says listen, her ankle is not attached to her leg. We try to pick her up and it flopped over. It's completely not attached at all. And it's ripped. Oh my God. And and the EMT was like, okay, like, okay, buddy to Jake. I'm a professional here. Yes. And he says, he was like, if that was actually the case, she would be screaming like, like high heavens right now. And she's obviously perfectly fine. So Jake was okay but seriously like that is what happened we both saw it so I'm just letting you know that let's go to get her onto the stretcher and the foot flops open and they're like yet again they're both they're both like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh my god 
oh so they have to like stabilize it and stuff they get her on the stretcher she goes and that was the last time we ever saw phyllis to be honest that was the last time mm-hmm. what do you um, mean because just never she, she never came home she never came home after that she like went and went into assisted living how do you know she went into assisted living maybe because she passed Nicole, away at the hospital no she didn't um because nicole still like kept in touch with her like okay. they had each other's number so she went to assisted living like her kids came and like cleaned out her apartment and stuff um but yeah so oh the kids happened. came for that okay her kids were the worst. Like they, they didn't even live far away. They lived in Lynn, which was right there. And we did everything for her. Like we would shovel out her car and like grab groceries and stuff. And they literally only came around to grab money from her. You know, that's awful. I know that's not even a neighbor from hell. That's just an older woman that has been abandoned, but it was just always a thing with Phyllis before Bob moved in. This is the creme de la creme of a fucking neighbor from hell. Oh my God. So I'm just like ranting them off. (laughs) Um, So before Bob moved in, we had been living there for like maybe a year at this point. The people that were living there before, super quiet, they move out. Another couple moves in. And like, as they're moving in, uh, you know, me and Jake say hi, like, how's it going and stuff. They are at this point in time, me and Jake are 24. And they look to be around like, 22 they were like younger than us you know they were just asking about the people in the building and stuff and Jake's like yeah um for the most part it's older people and then like we're young but like we all have jobs we're very quiet this isn't like a party house I think he just wanted to let them know like this isn't like a party house pretty Mm -hmm. much like we're not going all night and the guy was just like oh yeah 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 like we're not like that either um that's super cool yada 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 uh to tell you a little bit about them they looked a little rough around the edges looked a little towny-ish he looked like the way Eminem would dress back in the early 2000s okay and he had the same haircut almost oh slim shady slim shady so they move in that very night they throw a party which is like fine whatever you have a new apartment people helped you move in like have pizza have beer like have a good time whatever the next night they have another party a big party and they live right above us and so we just like let it pass like what are we gonna do but by like the fifth night it wasn't even us but like other people in the neighborhood would call the cops started calling the cops oh, on them wow because it was loud and they would all hang out on like the out side porch and it would just like echo around the whole neighborhood because they were being really loud so our landlord called us and said hey I'm getting complaints from the neighborhood that they're like really loud and they're having a lot of parties and we're like yeah they are and he was like okay all right so I guess the landlord tried to confront them and they got like super defensive and so literally two weeks into them living there the landlord started refusing their rent because he wanted to evict them and get that process going. So Mm -hmm. they never paid rent a day that they lived there because immediately the landlord was like, this, this is a problem. This was also the time that I was working at a bakery and I was a cake decorator. So usually my shift was like started at seven, but because people used to call out all the time, sometimes my shift would start at four. So I could help the morning crew get the donuts and coffee going. Um, so I remember one day it was like four o'clock in the morning. No, it was like probably like 345. I'm walking out to my car to go to the bakery and they're still partying from the night before. And as I'm like walking to my car, I hear the dude that lives upstairs and a friend talking about how his friend just got out of jail and how he was going to be staying with them for a while. Mm -hmm. And I overhear this snippet of a conversation where the friend said, I wouldn't have even gotten that long of a sentence if she didn't say I raped her. 
Oh, hell no. And I was just like, yo, I can't do like, I leave my house at 345 in the morning, like twice a week in the dead of night. And they're still like, just, you know, at that point in the night, they're drunk as fuck Mm -hmm. because they've been drinking all day. And now this dude is saying that he like rapes people. I was just like, okay. And so when I got home that day, I told Jake about it. I was like, we need to call the landlord and say like, not only are they there Mm -hmm. just partying every single night, getting the cops called on us on them. Now they have like people that just got out of prison staying there that literally said that he got a longer sentence because he raped somebody. Oh my God. So this is not chill. This is not a chill situation. Not ideal. Not ideal. On top of that, he had, um, the kid that lived upstairs had a, like a baby daughter that was like, maybe not even one yet. And they would have, the baby would get dropped off like on the weekends and stay up there while they were having all these parties and stuff. And wait, a baby of the, of the irresponsible people would watch. (gasps) So like his daughter would get dropped off on the weekends and stay there when all of this craziness was happening. Do you think the parent was aware that the craziness was happening? Oh my god! I think they were all just, I'm sorry to be like this blunt, but I think they were just all just trash people. Trash, yeah. Um, so another thing that happened, they were having a party and a couple that was there got into a fight, not the people that lived there, but a couple got into a fight. She ran out of the house and was just standing in the street of Jefferson Avenue saying, I want to get hit by a car. I want to get hit by a car. Like, fuck you. Like, I fucking hate you. Like, I'm going to kill myself. And like cars were driving down the street. It's a very busy street. And they would like be honking at her and like driving around her. And she would start like hitting cars to be like, fucking hit me, fucking hit me. And this is at like 10 o'clock at night. What the fuck? Yet again, for like the 15th time in three weeks, the cops are called to our apartment again. At this point, like our neighbors are just like coming out into the street and being like, what is fucking happening? And it's like, dude, like we're not involved at all. It was just, it was an issue. The cops came at least four times a week in the month that they were there. The baby's coming around. There's a rapist living in the house, just all of this shit. So did Um, you ever, did you ever run into them to where like they could tell that you were annoyed or pissed off that they were awful? Yeah. Was there ever any interaction between? There was, I think Jake had interactions a few times because of course, like Jake can't keep anything to himself. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he'd be like, y'all need to like fucking chill it out and stuff like that. At that point, it's like when I would see them, I would just be like, you're fucking disgusting and like not interact with them. But I remember once there was like a little spot, there was off street parking right in front of the apartment where sometimes if the cars were right, you could fit two there. But if it was like a big car, you could only fit one, that kind of a situation. And so I remember once I parked out front and I didn't scoot completely up to like the neighbor's driveway. Somebody was trying to park behind me, like one of their friends. And she was like down there smoking a cigarette, waiting for them to get there. And they didn't realize I was like still in the car, like getting out of it because I had just parked. And so I was getting out of the car and she goes, if that fucking bitch downstairs didn't like park this way, you could have fit here. And I was just like, are you fucking oh kidding my me? God. And so like, I walked past them and I'm like, yeah, I'm a real fucking cunt. Yeah. I'm the <laughs> cunt. And it was just like, so that's the only interaction I had with them. The nerve. So, yeah. So there was yet another really serious issue. Um, so this was like toward the end of their stay there because immediately my landlord started the eviction process. 
and they squatted for like the two or three months that you get to like squat in a place before you have to go. But like me and Jake had to go to court. All of our neighbors like went to court. Yeah. It was like, it was a situation. Um, so this is probably the fourth week that they're there. It's six o'clock in the morning. Me and Jake are getting ready for work and we hear them arguing upstairs because we heard them fighting all the time. We hear just like a loud slap, like a, and then we hear her saying, oh my God, I can't believe you just fucking hit me. I can't believe you just fucking hit me. And so we immediately call the cops. Oh my goodness. And so the cops come at like 6.15. We like wait. We are like late for work that day, but we just wanted to see if like something happens. They come. She, she doesn't want to press charges. So they leave. And literally the next time I saw her, which was like three days later, she had like the biggest fucking shiner. Whoa. Yeah. So this is the fourth week in of all of this nonsense going on. A few days after that, they actually find out that he has a warrant for his arrest from like a different state, Mm -hmm. not a different state, sorry, a different like county or something. So they come and they arrest him. So he's gone and the girlfriend's still staying there, but they're in the process of being evicted. So she's working at the local breakfast place Come to find out that she gets fired a week after that because she had been propositioning customers to come back to her house and have sex with her for money. So we had seen her with like a few guys come through, but we didn't think much of it because they always had like people in and out of the house anyway. Um, But I guess she was also moonlighting as a sex worker, like out of the apartment while her boyfriend was in prison. But it was quite like when she was there alone, it was fine because it was quiet. There wasn't really parties. She was doing her sex work fine. Whatever you need to do she to make money. She was working, money, yeah. Yeah, fine. But it was the parties and the babies being in drug dens and the suicides Slap. out front. Yeah. The domestic fucking oh physical God. altercations. Those were the issues I had problems with. So we're like, now we're like three months in. We're all at the courthouse. We're just there to testify against them to say like all these things are real. They, they've already racked up. I think it was like 36 police incidents in the what? month that they had lived there of like the police coming to our house to deal with this shit. And of course the judge says like, yeah, you have to fucking go. You have to be out in 30 days. And if there's anything left in the apartment, it gets put into a storage place and you have like 90 days after that and you have to pay for the storage, which I was like, I told our landlord, I was like, you should just throw all of that out because they're not going to pay that storage bill. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be on the fucking hook for that too. But there's a lot of rules and regulations. Right. Um, so she stayed up until the very last day and then she just like left. And so, um, was she moving anything? Like, could you see if she was packing stuff? They didn't have anything, Sam. So Jake went into the apartment with the landlord because the landlord wanted like a witness to see like what the state of the apartment was. Mm-hmm. They had lived there for three months. The place was fucking trashed. It was, there was literally just trash everywhere. There was actually no furniture or anything, but there was takeout boxes and food and everything as if people had been there for a year. It was just like to, it was from the counter to the ceiling of just takeout boxes. There was just plates and dishes and food and all the stuff in the sink. It was, it was literally like a drug den. Oh my God. And they had a fucking baby coming there. And the only piece of furniture they had was a crib. Oh my God. They had like an inflatable mattress on the grounds. And then a crib was the only like actual like tangible wooden wow. furniture thing. And then Jake also said once um, 
because the boyfriend I think was doing like painting work or like construction something like that and he was getting picked up for his shift but I think he was like also transferring the baby back to the baby like to the mother Jake watched him get into the back of like a white van with just the baby in his arms and like sit on like a Home Depot gallon bucket in the back to bring the baby back home and I'm just like oh what fucking world like what decade are we living in yeah like if you don't care about yourself sure for like yeah I just feel like I've heard people get shamed for like putting the car seat in the wrong way or it's like you gotta put a mirror there so you can see if they're breathing or like you know just like how crazy people are with like making sure it's completely safe and accurate and all this stuff and this guy is literally just sitting in the back of a van on a bucket that's not even secured to anything holding a one-year-old baby so those were our neighbors from hell oh my and yeah michelle got, no yeah. that is literally the neighbors from hell it was bad and it was three months of our lives which seems like such a small amount of time but it also felt like a year you know Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like a little pipsqueak bitch. So like, I wasn't too worried about him, but I only really felt unsafe was when I heard the, his friend talking about raping and I was just mm-hmm. like, what? I don't feel comfortable here. <laughs> wow. So I was looking online. So I thought this one was funny. Okay. So it's titled, he eats my flowers in his defense. He told us that he has been doing it for years when he introduced himself after we bought the house. He also brought over frozen cookies in a plastic bag as a housewarming gift, but wasn't sure what was in them. We share a side yard, and as he was talking to us, I noticed his all-brick house was actually roofing shingles, layered to look like brick. It started to register that maybe he might be a little out there. He's a great neighbor, just an older eccentric stoner who keeps to himself and eats my flowers. No shame though. He comes over to my yard and eats my lilies raw or he'll bring scissors and clips the heads to boil and make jam. It's crazy to me, but we have embraced it. I planted a couple of raspberry and blackberry and blueberry bushes about three years ago when we first moved in on the side yard that we shared as well as a few knockout rose bushes. I told him to help himself to berries, roses, whatever he wanted, especially before the birds get to it. The bushes have all gone insane and the entire side of my house is now a yearly buffet for my neighbor. Having a decent relationship with this out of the world guy I share a property line with is worth some deadheaded flowers. (laughs) He's just like, here, I'm just here to eat the flowers. I thought that was kind of cute and funny. I love it. See, I would do that too. With Yeah. Yeah. She like planted a little buffet for Who eats the lilies? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, here you go. Keeping it anonymous just in case. So one of our listeners wrote in and said, we had a really nice neighbor or so we thought. He always said hi and never complained about anything to us. We had an outdoor cat at the time who stayed mostly on our porch and yard. The neighbor never approached us about the cat or spoke with us about him. One day the cat, I'm guessing it was our cat, must have pooped in his yard and he threw the cat poop over our fence into our above ground pool where my two kids swim every day. Why not just approach me and I would have gladly cleaned it up and kept my cat inside. He lives inside now, so it wouldn't have been a big deal to me. The neighbor sold his house and moved a few months later. 
So nothing else has ever happened. (laughs) God. Oh my God. That passive aggressive bullshit. (laughs) It's literally cat poop. Like I would be fine with that because I know that some people do leave their cats outside. Yeah. Um, I can never even notice cat poop because it's like so small. Yeah. And it's not like sometimes like the assholes who walk their dogs and literally let their dog shit in someone's yard and they just Mm -hmm. walk away from it. Like it's so intentional. Like they literally do not give a shit, but it's like a cat, if they're creeping out by themselves, they're just going to take a shit. Like what's the big deal? I feel like it's even smaller than those like frigging Canadian geese poops, you know, that are like almost like dog poops. All right, dude, get over yourself. So this next one is by a listener. And also side note, um, I know this person, personally kind of it's such a weird story because me and her had like a meet cute friendship which is funny so me and Jake upgraded our phones when we first moved in here and she was like the agent that came around to drop off our phones and get them installed and stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, which I don't know does that happen naturally normally and she came in and we just like hit it off immediately which I never do this with like strangers but (laughs) she has a cat that looked exactly like Ichabod and she's like oh my god like he looks exactly like my cat and so she brought up pictures and they're exactly the same where like her cat had to be brought to the vet because he ate a bunch of tinfoil once because it had meatballs in it I was like yeah that sounds like Ichabod um and she had gotten married I think like the same weekend I did there's just like a lot of coincidences um and we just kind of hit it off and when she was leaving she's like do you mind if like we follow each other so we started following each other oh like, we that's keep, awesome we can, yeah and we keep in touch but also when she was leaving, she's like can I give you a hug I was like yeah I'd love that Aww. it was just it's hysterical I haven't seen her since but we just keep in touch online and I'm like that's literally never happened in my life but it was like like a complete meet cute she says I live in a multifamily house, so it's like a large old farmhouse converted into four apartments. All of us tenants get along pretty well with each other, except Gina. For the first four years or so, she was generally pleasant and sometimes would chat with you while she was outside having a smoke. Then she slowly got weird. Now she avoids us all, and we can't figure out why. If you're in the backyard or deck, she goes out the front door, even if she's trying to go down to the basement, accessed only by the back of the house. Recently, I smiled and waved when I saw her getting her mail, and for the next 20 minutes, I heard her slamming doors and cupboards in her apartment in a hissy fit. Oh, no. Uh, Neighborliness pisses her off. (laughs) (laughs) So now we just pretend we don't see her, which she seems to prefer. Well, I was coming home from running errands. I had bags from Target, Lowe's, and two of those big blue Ikea bags full of our laundry. Um, Our apartment is on the second floor, so I texted my husband from the car and asked if he'd help me bring those things up. He cheerfully responded that he'd be down in a minute. So the anatomy of this house, it looks like a single family house, but when you open the front door, there are doors to apartment A and B on your left and right, then stairs that go directly up that the other two apartments are on. The front door is positioned so it just clears the stairs and kind of runs into the doorframe of apartment A. Old houses. Shrug emoji. This is important. (laughs) (laughs) So I gather up as much stuff as I can carry because I'd rather die as a mule than make a second trip. Oh my god, that is me to a fucking T. Yeah. I I will kill myself with too many bags than go back to the car. I will stop Um, the blood circulating in my arms. (laughs) 
Exactly. <laughs> I will um, amputate my wrist by accident with a wound up bag. Just to not make a second trip. I don't know what it is. The fucking second trip. I can't do it. <laughs> I get to the front door and as I'm about to put my key in, the door swings open. Now there isn't anyone in front of me, just me staring through the open door into an empty staircase. It becomes apparent that the person who opened the door is actually behind the door in the tiny enclosed triangular space created by the door hitting the frame of apartment A. So I chuckle and say, thanks for getting the door, sweetheart, because clearly this is my cute and goofy husband bounding out the door to help me with the bags, right? A moment of silence fills the space and the voice of Gina very softly says, this isn't Scott. And I kid you not when I say I nearly howled on the spot. I mean... (laughs) I managed a quick thanks before rushing up to my apartment where I practically collapsed in laughter. This isn't Scott has become a household joke now, including all the other neighbors who found the situation equally as funny as I did. And it kills all of us every time. (laughs) At least she helped. She did. (laughs) It just, it was like really creepy for a second when she was like, what I did figure out was somebody was behind the door in that little triangular space. It's like, oh, creepy (laughs) it's just like you're waiting for your honey to be like no problem babe and it's like Uh this isn't scott (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh my gosh that's too funny on to the next one so this listener wrote in "Ooh, i have a story to tell thankfully (laughs) she hasn't come out in a while but her barking dogs are always on the porch the first time we met her we were doing yard work and she stumbled over very drunk swaying around while letting us know her dead husband used to take care of our entire yard and that the last owner didn't do any gardening. That is a lie as he had been dead for years and we moved into a house with multiple well-kept garden beds. Then during the height of COVID being scary, washing groceries, staying away from everyone, she stumbled over, started petting my dog, then lost her balance and caught it by pulling his tail. Oh, poor dog. Then she sat in a chair and covered her face, apologizing. Then her 80-year-old dad starts coming over and she says, please, guys, just be nice to him. He's my elderly dad. He was just trying to wrangle his daughter back to her yard. This is maybe the best one. Our front door was open and it was just the glass storm door at night because it was summer and there was some fireworks going off and we kept looking outside. We don't have sidewalks or neighbors across the street, so it's very rare to see anyone. Suddenly, I walked by and see a weird shadow and jump, scream, and hear, don't worry, I'm not a crazy person, and it's Elizabeth holding her dog. She asks if my dog is scared of the fireworks. My dog, Morty, is at my feet wagging his tail because visitors, and I say no. So she stands there still. I say, is yours? And she says, yes terrified and stands there still. I say, oh, I'm sorry. You should get him inside then. She also has another one. She said that (laughs) the neighbor came over on a Sunday once to say she was going to leaf blow her leaves, which are in quotations, out of the bushes, but needed to get on our side of the yard. It's unknown who owns these bushes, and we obviously don't care she's cleaning. So she goes about it, then comes back an hour later to show us something, and it's a hole under the bushes. She wanted to make sure we didn't trip in it. You would literally have to crawl under the bush to get your foot in the hole. And she says, I think a fox lives there. I got a picture of one the other day. Its fur was so plush, it was such a good photo. I say, aw, 
And she says, I deleted it. Then she remembered one more. She said that when they moved in, this neighbor said that there were lots of animals in the backyard and she misses when the mountain lions would come around with their giant plush paws. So I'm assuming there probably weren't mountain lions or maybe there were. I don't know. I don't know. I just love that she describes everything as plush, like these like wild <laughs> animals with their plush paws. Like, yeah, cute little paws. I also like that she warned them like, please be nice to my dad as if they were going to start like roasting her 80 year old dad for coming over. <laughs> please just be nice to him. Like you be nice oh. to your dad. He's trying to wrangle you. <laughs> <laughs> this was the one that I like had read previously and I was like, mm, I mean, I could see myself being that person where it's just like, just can we hang out? (laughs) Look at this hole I found. Yeah, I just need some human interaction. (laughs) Okay, so we had a listener write in and they said, I have so fucking many. I had a neighbor who used to come over all the time to borrow my can opener. I finally just told her to keep it. Then it turned into her needing toilet paper, then ramen, then an alarm clock. What? (laughs) She (laughs) She came over all the time to borrow shit. And then she just let her kid walk into my house one time. She came over another time and said she needed to run to the dollar store and asked me to watch her kid. He was like three. She didn't know me or anything about me. She just left her kid with me. At one point, she started talking about her sex life. Like, I didn't really talk to her at all, even prior to that. I just listened, but she just kept giving info. The whole thing came to a head one night when she and her kid's dad were fighting outside my door. He took off and she was shouting outside for a bit. She was definitely drunk. Then oh, she starts geez. then she starts turning my door handle, trying <sighs> to get into my apartment. Then she starts screaming at me that she knows I'm inside and I better let her in. Then she starts <laughs> screaming, you're so weird. Open the door. I know you're in there. You people are weird. Oh my God. As if I was a psycho outside <laughs> someone else's front door trying to get in without permission. Prior to that, I had a guy neighbor who used to watch me every time I was outside. I finally stopped mowing the yard because one time while I was mowing, he walked over to my house to give me a DVD he wanted me to watch. I didn't even know this fucker's name. He would come outside every time I was outside and propped his blinds open so he could see when I got home and when I left. Ugh. He was out on his porch within, yeah, he was out on his porch within seconds of me showing up outside of my house every time. Scared the shit out of me because I am a single mom and my kids were four and seven then. I had to have my mom and stepdad come over and sit in the front with me while I mowed and moved sprinklers to keep him away. Oh my God. What? Prior to even that, we had an old man that lived across from us. I don't remember the whole story, but I know he had asked us to use our car to jumpstart his. And we told him no, because our car was an old piece of shit and we had to have issues with the battery and we knew we couldn't take it. A day or so later, we went to leave and our car wouldn't start. I called my mom and she said she knew we were having troubles with it because she had driven by a day or so before and saw the hood up. We weren't home when she drove by. That fucker broke into our car while we were gone to jumpstart his car and fried our car. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh my God. Holy shit. That's fucked. Whoa. It's like people have no, it's, I don't know what it is. Entitlement. Well, that last one's just like entitlement. The one in the middle is just a weirdo creepo that 
definitely noticed she was like a single mom at home like that yeah. could have gotten real scary but that first one with the woman on her porch trying to get in be like I know you're home let me in why are you guys being so weird god let me in <laughs> wait what the heck oh my god get out of here okay that's all of them that's all of them guys. And now I'm just going to buy a house right next to Michelle. So at least I know I will have one good neighbor. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be like, come look in this bush. I found a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break no. your ankle over here. You know what? You probably wouldn't want that because Jake will just talk your ear off about uh, all the wildlife in the areas. So yeah, you're probably right about that. <laughs> But do it. At least we won't um, have parties every single night and have people mm-hmm. running in the street trying to commit suicide. And RIP to Phyllis's ankle. Oh my God. That's why when I broke, like Jake was like, she definitely had the same break that you did, only it ripped the skin too so you could see inside of it. I was like, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Um, but it also did make me, make me feel better because I've always been like, do I have diabetes? Like I'm thirsty all the time and stuff. But then I was like, you know what? I can feel all of my nerves. So I think <laughs> that it's fine. <laughs> I can feel my feet. So yeah. Well, thanks to okay. everyone who messaged us your stories. We appreciate them so much. And mm-hmm. if there's any that come in later, like Michelle said, we can read them for next week's episode. I'm sure we'll get a lot because I think everybody has at least one story probably. Oh. Let's not terrorize your neighbors. It is not that hard to be a decent human in Mm. an apartment complex or next door to somebody like just chill out let's not be controlling nosy neighbors just worry about your own household it does not matter what someone else is doing off of your property line if a leaf falls let the leaf fall if a stick Mm -hmm. falls who cares life is too short stop being nosy and controlling aggressive Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stop throwing cat poop into the pool. (laughs) God. We will see you guys next week. Yes. We love you. We love you so much. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Let's Not Podcast is part of The Dorkening, which is a network dedicated for podcasters, a group of shows helping each other to grow, share ideas, collaborate, and innovate. You can check out more at thedorkening.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee is fresh roasted here in New England by skilled master roasters in a unique way that allows the true flavor of the bean to come through. It's coffee the way it was meant to be. Fresh, bold, delicious. It's coffee to die for. Check them out at DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com.